in this the closing talk of our weekend together, I would just like to speak for a while about the, the daily life situation and some of the as, aspects of, of that and, and our relationship to it, including the, the, the sphere of meditation. Um, I'm sure we will recognize, at least to some degree, the enormous uh, impact and influence that the, that the world has upon us, that the world of the senses. And there is almost a, a constant, I would say, assault, perhaps the only appropriate word, constant assault on our senses and therefore on our mind on, uh, and on our feelings. And this assault through, through the media, through, through advertising, through television, through all the, the various social uh, pressures tend to have a disturbing and unsettling effect on our mind, on our, on our actual well-being. And it seems to me that in looking at our relationship to, to life in this, in this world that we live in, that we need to find time and opportunity to look very carefully at the whole scope of life, what is happening in our social world and, our, and also what is happening inwardly speaking. And there is, unfortunately, the very speed of, of life and the very force and potency of the input tends to deter us, in, re in real terms, from taking time out to look at what's going on in our life and sometimes look at what the hell's going on in our life. And, and, and I feel all, all too often in this world we have a, a, um, almost a bizarre form of faith and it, and it tends to get extended out into various areas without us even knowing it. And there's all too often, I would say, an unquestioning conformity which goes along with it. Let me, let me give you an example. Um, please don't take these two things too personally. Uh, um, there are some things which one does. Um, as an example, um, you may subscribe to those um, mutual mutually atrocious magazines, um, Newsweek and Time. Um, and, and one feels that one subscribes to these magazines and things like Time, well, they don't make any um, pretense at presenting reality anyway. And, um, and, and Newsweek, Newsweek does, and that's probably even more insidious. And one feels this is presenting the truth, the facts. And... It, it is a, bit, um, a bizarre aberration, I would say, insofar as if one sees the truth, if one sees truth, compassion is the response. If one is connected to the truth of life, it must reach the heart and produce compassion. That is an expression of finding of truth. And rather unfortunately, unfor information is dissected out, is... is put out morning, noon and night to you and I, but one doesn't sense or feel that there's any expression of compassion. Compassion for the suffering, compassion for the poor, compassion for the underprivileged, compassion for the rejected in, the, in our world, in the third world or whatever. And so, when, so since that isn't forthcoming from our society, it's simply information. 
but it's nothing to do with truth. And and in and in our in our relationship to relationship to life, similarly, this faith extends itself into into these um, fields of uh, the political fields, and, and then a new name arises, and, and and I hear this name banded around. The rather funny phenomenon. His name is Hart, and <laughs> real sign of the times, uh, and. And so a new, a new name pops up, and there's a, lot, a great, deal of, great deal of interest, Mandela Hart, Mandela Hart. And, and there's this peculiar phenomenon of the constant smile. It's in, just o- o- always smiling. Inside, I, I think to get into that kind of position, inside the mind is burning with desire. The mind is frying with it to get to the top and be somebody big. And outwardly, there's this hypocrisy which is so often, if I may say I was a journalist for years um, bef- before uh, the disillusionment came, and, uh, and one saw, <laughs> saw how much hypocrisy there was taking place and this presenting of the image. And, and then pe- people extend their faith and the faith gets ruined because the actual outcome of it we see again and again is such that compassion and real care doesn't get expressed. Doesn't get expressed. And the evidence of it is look at the poverty around you. Look at it. So this, I, I, I always say that there certainly is a place for political awareness and for faith but I think it's in, to me it's in the it's in the, um, the field of um, political protest. It's in the field where people are connecting with their heart and, and, a see, and a sense of love and compassion because one is looking at the truth of life and trying, through seeing the truth of life, maintain the contact with one's heart inside to express that seeing. And therefore my faith goes into the alternative field of politics into protest politics. And there has been, not for far too long, I would say, in this area, I, 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 but my feelings, I mean, just a view and opinion, I'm not uh, um, dependent on anybody uh, accepting it. Um, I think there's far too long in, in this world um, a misguided faith. Faith is there, that is valuable, but it, it's going, I feel it tends to get mis- misguided. And, one, and I do feel in that regard that it's important for us to develop a critical attitude and not just buy into the, 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 next, the next smile which appears on the horizon. So, and, and there's a lot of bridging to be done in this area bet- between the... Um, the inner life and the spiritual life and, and, and that, div- that keeping in contact with one's care and affections in life and ex- finding ways and means to express that outwardly and that there is a certain integration of the inner with the outer. And all of us really have, really have a long way to go on that, this, this kind of journey. Now, in giving consideration to that, and, and because here, we, 
I mean, I could speak a lot more about the outer situation, but in giving consideration to the fact that we've been here just for the, this weekend together, and, and in being here we've concentrated on the inner, the primary questions which come up, of course, is about oneself and one's daily life, and, and what that means for oneself. And I feel that in, in this regard, that there's certain considerations which are, which are quite necessary. And I would say in the spiritual life, that certainly means the development of an ethical foundation in one's life. And that isn't easy because the messages of society are towards us and education and often from um, um, our parents as, as, as well is that striving, naked ambition, competitiveness, getting somewhere, no matter at what the cost, to oneself, one's loved ones or, or anybody else, that is good. Understand? That is a primary mode of emphasis in our society. Striving, competitiveness, ambitiousness, getting somewhere in life, that's what life is all about and it doesn't matter who it hurts. Now that con mode of conditioning which you and I have experienced and are experienced, it's difficult to stand up in one's life, to live with integrity, and to say, as men and women of the past and present say, I don't want to live like that. And if that is there, because of all the consequences of that, that uh, ambitiousness, if that questioning of that is there, and one's heart begins to say, I don't want to live like, like that, then one has an ethical foundation in one's life. Then the poor means something. Then the suffering means something. Then one's children means something. Then this earth means something. And so there's, there's I mean, in the, in the, in the uh, greatness of the Christian tradition, there's a, a very simple premise which is expressed and re-expressed again and again it, and that one is simply one as treating others as one would wish to be treated and, and, to, and to live in, in that way in and through countless communications and countless conversations if you live find out what it means or let us say let us, we are finding out what that means to live in that way, one is a radical in this society. To really develop that in a, in a, a deeply intuitive, intuitive way means that one finds oneself facing in life challenges where society says, be corrupt, conform, deceive, cheat, mislead, mismanage. Because one is saying, I don't want to live in that way. And one may well find oneself out of that having to change many things in one's life. That's not easy.
that's where, ne where one needs the company of like-minded people, support of loved ones, where one needs to look carefully. So I, I'm, I'm in saying that to you, you know, I uh, just want to say that for some people it does mean a radical alteration in one's life. Ev looking at everything again, looking at what one's doing with one's work, whether you really want to be doing that kind of work, whether you really feel that's creative and constructive and contributing to love and intelligence. And it's a peculiarity that many of the best jobs are the low paid. It's interesting, isn't it? Many of the, the jobs which are the most valuable in this world and, and, one, and, and indispensable as expressions of care and awareness are in the lower income groups. And so some people and many, many friends, some of us, you know, have preferred to find something which expresses some kind of human integrity in our life rather than go for the big time. And that's not easy. Not easy to go from a big house to an apartment. Not easy to go from a big car to a small car. Not easy to go from a small car to no car. <laughs> in our, also in our, in our looking in our um, rela relationship to life, at the, at the personal level too, I feel for us, um, that there are things also we need to give care and attention to in both physical and psychological well-being. I feel that these two, and I would say in this regard, if one is interested in physical well-being, um, and for God's sake, don't look to Buddhism. It has a monstrous history of neglect with regard to one's physical welfare. And one only has to look at the majority of these Buddhist teachers to... To, to see, they, they, they have so little body wisdom. And, 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 and rather, unfortunately, there's not a, a, a history of any real awareness in Buddhism of physical exercise in movement and, and care and of diet. There's, there's, there's such an appalling ignorance in this area. And, and I feel one um, can much more rely upon here um, um, more, um, some of the expressions of um, Hinduism I feel is much more intelligent in this area. It's got other things to look at, but I won't go into that. Um, and in terms of its awareness of diet as a spiritual experience. Spiritual experience means including an ethical consideration for the, with regard to what one eats, and all the implications of, of that in life, also what one eats in terms of its own, of the well-being towards oneself and the energy of one's life, and also such um, activities as yoga, which, uh, which makes exercise a spiritual experience. Now, th th that, is, that is two expressions of that in Hinduism, but there are other expressions of that in our, in our Western world too. And I feel that there's a, there's a Western, there's a wisdom in the West, a growing one, I would say, in recent years, with regard, among a small number of people, of course, with regard to the physical and the psychological, with regard to diet and exercise. And I feel that we need to 
listen to more of that in our life and to actually find ways and means to apply that. Now, that means sacrifice. Sacrifice means sacrificing of the, some of the, the foodstuffs that one, one uh, eats and the, implica- the implications of, of, of that. And I, th- and I think the, um, the, the sheep and the pigs will be very happy about it. And I think I can speak on their behalf in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also with regard to, to, to exercise and, f- and finding uh, ways and means to get our energy flowing so that it doesn't get so, so blocked off. And in that, it might mean that one works less hours a week, you know, to hell with the office, to hell with this compulsion to, to work, and, 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 to find, and to find new ways of living in a more balanced and caring way. And I would say to some of you who are here, here, you know, that if you want to stay on here for an extra day or an extra few days, providing you've got some way of getting home, usually there are two modes, mostly car or your thumb, either are quite good. And, and if you want to stay on for an extra day or a few days, please stay on. Why go? If you have to do something really important, you know, you have the children or you, you're in, involved in some compassionate um, action in some, some way, of course one has that responsibility. But if, if, if it's just to go into an office and play with a computer, why bother? <laughs> just forget it. You know, and, it, and if, if you're a, whatever, whatever, if you're a, a, a lawyer, well, just ring them up and say, you're here, you're watching the judging mind, and, and, you're, not, and, and you're not going to bother with, 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 with any of that. <laughs> And, and so that one gives oneself a little bit more, 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 uh, more, more time. And, and, and similarly in one's own life, it's creating time and situations in one life, one's life, I feel, for these alternative things. And I feel this is um, extremely important. And some of us sense to, not only important, but there's an urgency as well. There's an urgency to, to that. And, and so in... In, in this regard, one, one, one looks at one's relationship to life, this cultivation of a non-violent, non-exploitive way of life, and seeing what that, what that means with regard to the things you own and, and your relationship to nature and to other creatures and to other people, really cultivating that as an expression in one's life, living for that, rather than theorizing. And, and, and with that developing, and it's always a development, none of us are perfect, my God, you know, with the development of that, then other expressions of spirituality become more meaningful in a way, more, more beautiful, more, somebody used a lovely word in the retreat, more gracious. One's practice in life becomes more of a gracious feeling coming out of it. And in, in that Let us look at some of the daily things with regard around to that. Um, One of them um, might be um, just creating some time in in the course of one's day for for some sitting practice. If one's flow goes like that, and some people, there's a growing number of people who are finding 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever, just to do a sitting in the morning or a sitting in, in the evening or 
wherever you work, just just to stop for a, a few moments and just be quiet and 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 be with oneself and just just check out the body if you're if you're experiencing any tension, just relaxing a little bit, just being with the with the breathing for a few minutes and just bringing that kind of focus and that kind of attentiveness into the quality of one's day. So it might be for a longer period, half an hour, hour, or it might be just for a few minutes, just to remind yourself, life is all about being in touch. And, and also, I feel, which is very important in this regard, is that people... Because it's difficult, because it's not easy living in this world, and because of all the pressures, external pressures and our own internal pressures, I can't recommend anything more highly than the contact with like-minded people. And that like-minded people, I don't mean people who come to um, 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 IMS, here, but... but including those people and people who one feels a certain rapport with, who sense care. And there are many expressions and groups who are expressing some kind of care, sometimes outwardly, sometimes inwardly, and more and more I see um, simultaneously inwardly and outwardly. And making connection is, is... helps to bring about in one's life solidarity. And I know for myself that, that when, um, when I receive letters, people who are experiencing the most difficult time are people who do feel completely cut off from others, who feel some uh, personal loneliness or a real uh, existential difficulty with life and the social reality. And again, this con- making the contact with people is so, is so helpful and valuable. And that sometimes means going out at night when it's cold and wet and snowy to a, a meeting. Sometimes it means travelling a certain distance to listen to a spokesperson who one feels might be able to shed some light on something. It, it, might, it might mean... Um, taking a weekend off, as you have all very nicely done, and, and come to IMS. But it, it, it's, it's that extending oneself to make the, make the contact which gives tremendous nourishment. And certainly many of us here, I mean, many, many of you who I, are friends know personally, and uh, uh, John and I have, feel we have benefited considerably over, over the years from that contact. It's like a, a real support system and that helps to give one, I feel, more confidence in life to, to approach those situations in life which are, are more difficult, which normally we close off to, which we avoid. In, in that um, um, act, activity in our lives, as I've said so far, looking at the ethical considerations and our communications with each other, finding time for meditation, looking at the um, daily life uh, realities and finding ways, uh, ways and means to make communication with others. All, all of that can really help to open up one's life 
And all of us need different ways to open up, open up our life. And I, and I feel in, in that, we, you know, we have so many peculiar values. I mean, um, you know, if we, when we th- let us take a simple one. In England, I don't know how it is here, the average person stays in their place where they live for four years. That apparently is about the average period, period, of, period of time. And so often, when we want to move, we want to go, we decided to move from one place to another. And now, the way that our mind is conditioned, it's only just, it's conditioning. The way our mind is conditioned is to find the place, humanly enough, which is nice, nice usually, nearly always means bigger, mostly. Nice meaning bigger, um, in a nice neighborhood, with nice people, and in terms of people, nice people is quiet people. It's nice and quiet, big and better, usual syndromes. And, and that's, how, one, that's how, how we tend to look, rather than perhaps looking from a different kind of standpoint in, in which one seeks to live in an, in an area where one feels it's going to be a genuine learning experience, or one feels that one has, can have contact with like-minded people and make that more the consideration rather than moving into a more affluent neighbourhood. And I think if you and I, if we can shake off some of the, that, those conditioned opinions that we have and see that where we live is concerned more with the heart and with feelings and, and with, with people, that's, that's more valuable. And so that one of the things about that is so that one of these divisions begins to fade away, which is so common on this scene. Namely, I can never live in New York, live in Boston. No, I much prefer to live out in the sticks. And that somehow or, or rather it's better to be out in the countryside, better to be with the nature, etc. And, and I feel that there has been, historically, this may not affect you, but this kind of viewpoint in, in that way. When we neglect, in the city there's great life, in the city there's real human nature, in the city there's people and energy and vitality, as there is in the countryside. And it's all a matter of you and you being in touch, me being in the city when I go and being in touch. So we, 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 don't say, we don't live in such a mind, one thing is better than t'other, but we, where we're at right now in our life, we explore what that means. Finding the varying resources which are available in ourselves and with each other. Let me give you, let me, just in the conclusion, let me tell you a little story. Some years, some years ago, I uh, went on a retreat, had to give a retreat in uh, Madrid, Spain. And after the retreat, I got invited to, to um, uh, have dinner, some of us who were on the retreat together. And one of the people who came was a, a businessman. And he, he asked me what, what, what I did. And I said, I uh, conduct a retreats. 
And, uh, and he asked me what the kind of the background was, what the philosophical background um, to it is, and I gave some uh, explanation. And um, then he asked me, how do you make your money? And how do you earn your money? So I said, well, we work on this, um, I think possibly the managers might have explained to you today, um, we work on this very simple uh, principle, and I think it's a very valuable one, that we work on donations. That, and, the, and the twofold value of that being that, one, there's a long history, which John and I and the other teachers here, a long tradition here, that the Dharma, that's the, the teaching, the message of peace and uh, wisdom and compassion in life, have been given to us, shall we say, in the transmission, this case in the East, to us, without any charge. I spent some ten years in the East and, I, and uh, received complete support. And that continuity of that tradition is taking place here in the, here in the West and, and of... Um, of giving the teachings free, freely, and my goodness me, I am not going to be the one to break that tradition. It, I mean, it's gone on two and a half thousand, three thousand years. I don't mind the next generation of teachers after we drop off, changing the changing the style. But it's, it's not Christopher's not going to be the one, nor John. Anyway, so and the other f simple reality of it, I was explaining this to this chap. The other simple reality of it is that. When we don't make the charge, it means that the people in the lower income groups have a chance to get here. If we made a daily charge, whatever, it would obviously up the course price. So, and that's equally as important a motive. So he's explained, explaining all this to him. And uh, he thought it was a very peculiar thing to, way, to, way, way to live. And... Uh, and I said, one of the aspects of the practice is learning to be content with what we have. That's a real aspect in our daily life. Learning to, be con le learning to find contentment with the clothes that we have and the possessions that we have, etc. And then he said to me, do you realize that this society, Western society, or society, East and West, do you realize society is based on the principle of producing and consuming that's the basic format of this society. And you're telling people to live simply, not to keep buying, not to keep producing, not to keep consuming. He says, you're a threat to this society. <laughs> and I can see the temperature was rising up there around the dinner table. <laughs> and I said, great. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and just in our looking and exploring in, in that way of learning to live rather simply and intelligently and, and finding contentment with, with what we have, that in this society that makes one a radical. What should be normal in, in the, instead of speeding, racing around, accumulating, accumulating, that we look at what things that we have, we find a contentment with that, it allows us to look more into life and explore. explore that. that should be the norm in our society. But somehow or other, given the events, given time, etc., etc., there's a loss. And you and I and others on the glowing 
on the growing exploration to find out in life what's truly worthwhile, what truly has significance, what has beauty to it. And may you and, and others please make use of the opportunity and the facilities like here where the centre is tr- endeavouring to provide a service so that women and men can, can come together, spend time together and look more carefully and, and respond to life inwardly and outwardly. And if that is happening, then there's hope for this world. May all beings live with love. May all beings live with compassion. May all beings live with wisdom.